Welcome back, everybody. This is Amelia. This is Drada. And this is Just Model Business. So for today, we have another special guest um, with us. She is absolutely special. amazing. Yeah, she is very special. We've all been goodly acquainted for quite some time now. Um, she is one of the <laughs> greatest photographers slash retouchers slash do-it-all businesswoman hustlers that we know. Um, so we're super excited to kind of be able to dive into her life and what her take on the industry is. So without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself, Gail? Sure. <laughs> Uh, my gosh, I'm glad this is a podcast because nobody can see I'm blushing. So cute. Uh, well, my name is Gail, or Gabrielle is my full name. Um, let's see, I've been in the industry now for over 10 years. I started shooting and freelancing, I like to say, at 13, and I'm 24 years old now. Oh, yeah. And all of that somehow managed to get me from Hong Kong, where I grew up, to Columbus, Ohio, where I currently live now for six years. Yeah, and... I love to say this every time I see her, but I'm like, you're a whole woman. Like, a whole <laughs> you are a whole, woman. at 24, you have accomplished, I did not know you were 24 until literally like, what, three months ago? Oh my gosh, yeah. I remember the first time I worked with Gail. Do you remember? We both went to like, yeah, we the were together. first shoot that like I did. It was with you. And the whole time I was like, oh, like this woman is like a career professional, like, 28. Has, like is like 28, has a husband, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I'm like older than you by like, few like months or a year or something crazy and I was just floored I was like so, what yeah and I yeah, she I does know. it all Wonder you Woman. literally do it all so do you want to give just like a quick rundown of like you know where to, how you got into it where you went to school and then also like um what you're doing now yeah for sure um so I guess I I'm currently I'll start with what I'm currently doing maybe work mm -hmm. my way back uh, just so it all yeah, kind of comes together uh, right now, I'm employed at a retail company in town um, as a photo retoucher. Uh, occasionally, I'll help them out on set as well. I'll do some like photo stuff or digital technician things, um, file management, like cool stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I went to the Columbus College of Art and Design, which uh, was kind of an interesting experience all around. It wasn't it wasn't what I expected, but it brought some really, really fascinating and, and incredible people into my life, including my now longtime boyfriend, uh, who's very involved in startups and everything. So when you guys asked me to be on this podcast, I just sort of felt like Aww. two worlds were colliding in the best way possible. And, Yay. you know, like, oh, that's so sweet. I totally understand where you what you guys are dealing with on a regular basis with your startup and, you know, all of the the turmoil mm. and the boundaries and all these other like crazy roadblocks that get in your way. And I totally get what you guys have to deal with, uh, just because I live in the same household as somebody who also mm -hmm. deals with very similar issues. And he thrives. He's and doing great. He's doing his best. I show um, everyone. I, I especially my mom because she loves like his. I feel like his furniture is like very European styled. Mm -hmm. And I showed it to my mom, and she's like, "Can I buy it?" And I'm like, "We can't afford that." But, <laughs> but I was yeah, like, it for is those beautiful. of you that don't know, he makes the coolest, coolest oh furniture. Oh my god! Tobias Katz, Katz Box, just shouting them out real quick. But <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, everybody go, go find them. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, I just mentioned that because I feel like being in a creative relationship also plays a huge role in mm -hmm. where I'm at now and how That's I managed awesome. to get there. Um, but I mean, like I said, I I started shooting when I was 13 years old. Uh, I was at that age where I think I was just trying to do a lot of different things and yeah. I was getting really curious about where I felt I could thrive with what I was maybe possibly mm -hmm. going to be talented at. And I didn't know that it was going to be photo, but uh, I got a camera for Christmas. I took it outside, started taking pics, uh, started 
taking portraits and I didn't think about it at the time and I didn't think about it a lot throughout my life or even entering adulthood until very, very recently. But when I started shooting, I also started scouting. Like that's really? that's how oh, it yeah. all came together and that's how it all started. Like I, Hong Kong was a very kind of, it was kind of a bubble for me, um, especially when you grew up in the international community. Wow. So everyone just sort of like either knew each other or knew of each other and it was really easy to hmm. sort of like bridge connections with mm-hmm. other people, um, especially if they were like close to your age. So I remember I just had this itch to like, to shoot with faces that I thought were interesting to me. So I would oh, just wow. reach out to people, like not knowing them, I wouldn't be their friend. And sometimes <laughs> I thought it would be really weird, but I did it anyway. Do you mind if I gave that you and then take yeah, a few photos? Yeah, pretty much. Or... I was like, I think you're super pretty. Aww. Can I take your pic? That's awesome. And it, it was amazing. I think I, I created so many relationships with people through, through photography. Um, and I just developed this very easy sort of comfort with approaching people and Mm -hmm. asking if they would be comfortable having their photo taken so none of that really phased me um especially when I started moving into like doing studio stuff Mm -hmm. and like scouting for agencies and things like that um yeah I just I didn't realize it at the time but I've really just kind of been doing it since I was a child that's amazing yeah and I mean we both know like we've seen you grow along the way Mm -hmm. like going from like CCAD, doing your test shoots, um, working for a retailer now as like a toucher and like retoucher helping out on sets and like creating your own projects. And then we know you did some stuff where you got to travel for like New York Fashion Week and do like things behind the scenes. Like, do you mind like kind of giving us a hint of like, what was it like behind the scenes or being able to be in like, or or, like work on your own projects and like how that helped you grow? Oh yeah, for sure. So I always tell people when I went to Fashion Week, I did um, two seasons and they were Mm -hmm. both the Uh, spring summer seasons and I did it as um, a photo assistant for a friend so she was shooting for um, a hair company Mm -hmm. and they were sponsoring a lot of the shows Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know what I was getting into when she asked me if I would come and assist her Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just sort of really excited to like oh yeah yeah anywhere let's go (laughs) I was like oh New York Fashion Week always wanted to go yeah, sure. I, you don't want to pay me? That's fine. I yeah, just want to check it out. It's not going to be like, mm-hmm, I don't know. Let I, me I think. didn't mind at all. Like, yeah. And, you know, it was it was carrying equipment. It was holding up lights for her. And yeah. um, I I loved the experience. I thought really? it was it was chaotic. And I loved the yeah. chaos so mm-hmm. much. It was just so much energy. And a, everything was a learning curve. How many like, days was it? I So, obviously, it's like a full week. But yeah. I only went, I think, I had to, like, take off work to go. Mm. And... Okay. I had to like manage my PTO to make sure it would be okay for me to like sneak off and do this. So I think I went from like Friday or Thursday or Friday through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some really interesting shows. I think the first year, um, the coolest one we did was Alexander Wang. Oh, that's so Ooh. awesome. Um, I, I saw all these people in the room. That, yeah, what were some like notable people that maybe you saw? Uh, I saw Kaya. She oh, was in the room. Oh, she yeah. looked amazing. Uh, Diane Kendall was doing her makeup. and Diane Kendall is a very mm-hmm. incredible makeup artist who just absolutely slays in the industry. <laughs> um, there was one point where Alexander like rushed p- right past me and I was like, I had to double take really quick. Breathe his air. I know, I was like, hold your breath. His hair, it's so long. I want to touch it. <laughs> it's luscious, even more in person. It, it, you know, it's crazy when you, you know, you like grow up looking at all these people and in a way you sort of like idolize them or just hold them to such a high regard and then to see them like in person it just doesn't 
my face brain just like feel didn't real kind of you're <laughs> like, like you're like did I actually see them yeah, yeah like did that happen like I remember mm-hmm. both times I left I would go home and I would just sit on the plane and be like no. Did that just happen? Did, yeah. I, just do the, did I just do so like that amazing. 72 hours of just like fashion chaos? That was crazy. It was, yeah, it was incredible. And I mean, you learn a lot of things about sort of how the industry works, not necessarily from like a technical standpoint, but I learned a lot of things socially. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, I I was really quick the first year to get like super starstruck and like I kept gazing at everybody. <laughs> and, I, and I think it was really obvious that like, I was new and green and <laughs> it was my first time at spring studios and I had Aww. no idea what I was getting into. And, um, you know, you, a good rule of thumb at the time is what I was taught was to just, you know, chill, let the models do their <laughs> thing. Like do not stop people and bother them and talk to them, yeah. like respect that, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's there to work and like do a job. And, um, I don't know how the photographers and the videographers do it those turnarounds are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak to them a lot just because like the deadlines weren't put on me. I was just mm-hmm. there to sort of like help make the process go smoothly right. for the photographer. But you know, they expect images turned around within like an hour or so. Oh, if, wow. if not some, some places less right after the, sh- the show is like wrapped. Cause I know you like, even when you're doing your own personal projects and of course you still have your like, your like day job and like a personal life. But like for you, You'd be like, I'm trying as hard as I can to get this cranked out. My head hurts. My eyes hurt. Like, the shortest amount of time you can expect is over a week. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's how much time it takes to retouch, get the lighting right, make everything look okay. Mm-hmm. And for these people to just sit down, crank that out. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. I like, can't imagine the stress. It seems it, it seems so chaotic. I look at places like, like um, household name, Getty Images. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what their turnarounds look like, but I imagine it's like, minutes if not <gasps> yeah. half hour you know yeah. like I feel like when you need to document a show especially if it's for something like mm-hmm. if it's going on like Vogue Runway those shows show up in your phone like minutes after yeah. it's done so yeah. I always would look at those notifications and be like how yes. quick did that photographer have to just churn those out make sure all those photos were perfect as he was shooting them wow. while all these models are walking up and down runways and in motion the whole time like that type of stuff is crazy to me I don't yeah. know if I could do it full time but the respect I have for people who do is like, well, yeah, yeah. upper echelon. Like I, I think it's crazy. So would you do New York Fashion Week again if you had the opportunity? I've thought about it. I don't know if I would want to do it um, as a shooter. Okay. Uh, not, not for like you know. I I feel like they are the reason we get to have these visuals. Obviously, like I can never forget that. Or really like, you know, I just it's important mm-hmm. um, and it's so high stress and I think the management and time management and like just file management you need in order to stay on top of that job is I can't even wrap my head around it still and I've done it twice now you've been in this for like a decade and I've been shooting for a decade and I still I'm like I feel almost kind of intimidated by it the thing that I've sort of kind of shifted my focus to a little bit is maybe I've thought about you know what would it be like to be a casting director or what would it be like to be an agent to somebody and to sort of oversee that process from that end of things. Um, that's sort of where my head's been at lately. Yeah. That's also, I know like Jen and I have talked about it, like being like an agent or a scout mm-hmm. would be so cool. I mean, like, I don't think I have the eye for it. So I'll leave that up to you guys <laughs> because I'll literally look at them and be like, I don't know what you look like with clothes on. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just don't have the eye for it. Like, I'm just like, no, nah, that doesn't look good. And then it's like, it looks great. And I'm like, just like, leave me out of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I have, I would love that. Like, just like I, when I've talked to people before, like, because I love the industry and like, I like, like my journey was pretty cool. It would be really cool to foster that for somebody else. Exactly. And, and like, you know, be like supportive, like give them like the good tips or um, just watch somebody grow in their career, especially if it's like something, a career that I always tell people is the the pusher for like, like the modern era, mm-hmm. like the fashion industry, the modeling industry kind of pushes the norm or like tries to change the norm all the time. Exactly. It's, it's a huge part of pop culture. And I was like, that's yeah. so amazing. So I would, I would lo- like, I'm right there with you. I would love to be an agent or a scout or something like that. I think I would rather be like more behind the scenes, like more detached, but like I would still, I would love to do something in the industry, just not as hands-on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of For like sure. a shadow that shifts Kind of do like the around. management or whatever. And like, yeah, I would love to do that. I don't really care to. I mean, the thing I the thing style. I like about you two is I feel like you two really balance each other out, right? Everyone, Everyone says, says that. that. <laughs> yeah. But you have Dreda, for example, because let's, like, focus on you for a sec. Love you. You're in finance, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody <laughs> in my field right now yeah. who, has, who has those muscles in their brain to be able to wrap their head around that. And, I mean, that's – if we're going to be talking about what we – you know how we feel about the industry or what we want to see changed or things like that which we will get to which we will get to money management is a huge one it's huge and so how many people do you really get to meet who are a interested in fashion Mm -hmm. have an involvement in the industry i'm gesturing to dreader right now (laughs) and also have a have what i think is a super professional understanding of how to manage your money how to manage it correctly and how to make sure you're on top of your finances so if you ever decide you know i want to get out of the game i don't want to model Mm -hmm. anymore you have that money retained somewhere so you can take care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, you hear all these horror stories of, of models who get bankrupted by their agency or, yeah. you yeah. know, they don't realize how much money is actually in their account. And then Save when, money for taxes. You don't pay taxes when you get your money from shoots and stuff. Just saying it again. Right. 1099, models. ladies. 1099. You pay at the end of the season. And gentlemen, yeah. You are independent contractors. Jeez. Remember that. Anytime you're an independent contractor... I, I basically put away 100% of the money I make at this point. I, I yeah, get so scared yeah. about spending any of it just because, I mean... Taxes get you. Taxes really They're get like you. Thousands. They are like, very don't. unforgiving when you are a freelancer. Mm-mm. It is so difficult. It like, is. I don't know how Toby does it because he is a full-time freelancer. And oh, gosh, good for him. You give up so much of what you make annually just because kind you're a freelancer. Along well, and nobody really tells you, like, hey, prepare no for that. Just so you. you know, you have to pay taxes. Nobody's going to tell you that. Mm-mm. So, like, especially people that don't understand finance and whatnot, like, you don't know that you're going to have to pay at the end. And then what happens at the end of the year when you go to do your taxes? You're left with no money. Yeah, your jaw drops. Yeah. And you're just not like I made, prepared. And it feels like you didn't make any money, but you did. It's just, like, you have to, instead of getting it taken out all the time, like we do, like, mm-hmm. in a regular job, you know, you ha- get you get you gotta file on you. your own. You have to give away your own money. <laughs> yeah. You just have to learn to save on your on the side, just like the government's taking it out of each paycheck. You just have to learn to do that for yourself. Yeah, and understand as well. You know, with models, um, you know, another thing that you know when you hear the cliche, modeling's not real a real job. It is. Oh, it is gosh, a job is. where you put in mm-hmm. an insane amount of time. You have an insane amount of expenses. A lot of those expenses are hidden, like you don't know what they are. But when you're a model, you're expected to present yourself a certain type of way. You're expected to sort of be that one to two percent of the general population. 
that photographs beautifully, mm-hmm. has beautiful hands, beautiful legs, beautiful skin, beautiful hair, and yeah. like all those things, unfortunately, cost money. Yeah. And that's where all of that money is taken out of your mm-hmm. account. Like these are things that you have to maintain in order to, frankly, like do your job. Yeah, you are. I always tell people, models and talent are a mobile business. Mm-hmm. That like, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. You, you are a business with feet. Yeah. So it's sad. Yeah. It's hard. It, it is. is. Yeah. It is. But um, it's good to, it's good to see models. I think and sort of at least at the very least empathize with them and yeah. understand that this is something that they have to deal with and it's. It's not beautiful. It's not always glamorous, and it's very stressful. And it like it uh, kind of takes a toll on like your mental because it, it <laughs> yeah. changes oh, what yeah. you have about yourself, about other people too. And we talked about that in the yeah, previous podcast like this, like about kind of people what, what thinking think? it's so glamorous, and then it's really like you don't, you have no idea like how mentally and physically draining it mm-hmm. is to be just looked to at. be on all yeah. the time. You don't get to turn off. You got to be on all the time because yeah. like for some people, for some models too, it's like well, I could be walking down the street. There could be a casting agent that sees me. There could exactly. be a scout that sees me. I could be another agency I get a contract with. Exactly. You know, like there could be that, a client that that's how you is get jobs in your just yeah. by existing. Like you People have the are opportunity. People off the street all the time. Yeah, and I guess like another thing, like to go back to what we were talking about about like industry standards. Um, mm-hmm. When we think about um, the standards of beauty or uniqueness in this industry, um, how is has that changed for you a lot? When we talk about like maybe let's say. Um, people of color like hitting the runways or being like presented or having representation or um, just the inclusivity. (laughs) Did I say that right? Inclusive? Inclusivity. 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 That's it. Yeah. You like glammed it up a little bit. Yeah. Like Nemo. That's cute. Yeah, so back to these hard-hitting topics. <laughs> Gail, you were, sh- what, you were nodding real hard, so. Yeah, I yeah, mean. What are your views? Have they changed? Or, like, like what think, does it um, take? I think, like I said earlier, you know, I spent um, 16 years in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, born there, but I basically, like, we moved there before I was two years old. I spent basically my whole life there. Were you Up, born here? Yeah, I was born in Chicago. Yeah, we're like full circle. I like really made it back to the Midwest. My parents were like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Let's do this. Wow. And I really don't regret it at all. Sweet. Nice. Um, yeah, the Midwest, I think, you know, I, I didn't think that I was going to say this when I moved here, or especially now, like six years mm-hmm. in, but it has broadened my scope of what diversity and race really means mm-hmm. um i mean when i was growing up in hong kong and i i notice every year i go back it ha- it gets a little more diverse mm-hmm. as far as like color goes mm-hmm. um but you know in full disclosure i really didn't grow up around any black people because it's yeah. asia there just really weren't that many black people at all or anybody who was really that much darker in skin tone unless we start getting into like southeast asian people right. like my right. mom is Chinese Filipino and she's very dark skinned so like Mm -hmm. that never faced me and like I never really thought about it until I came here and like became very aware of things like colorism and just general racism um, and privilege and all of that and so when I started moving into like this industry and I started noticing all these different people of different backgrounds and you know you had like super super dark people from like you have like people who immigrated from like ghana here Mm -hmm. like there's a huge population Mm of of people from ghana for example or ethiopia like i see all these people and i'm like i've never seen anyone like you before this is insane you're gorgeous like it was blowing (laughs) my mind 
or like when people are like mixed like first time I ever met somebody who's like black and Asian here and I was like this is real (laughs) this is a real thing that exists it just like blew my mind like as far as like you know how Mm -hmm. you know how how far we've taken diversity and Mm -hmm. and where it's all gone um but I feel as though you know with with noticing all these different people different backgrounds and ethnicities I also had to understand that it's not all fair. Um, not everybody gets a seat at the table. Not yeah. everybody is being given equal mm-hmm. treatment. You might say that they are, but they're really not. You know, there. I remember my first beauty shoot I ever did. Uh, the makeup artist did not know how to match skin tones at all with the right. foundation. It of was course. it was just not good. Um, and you still hear about that now. You hear about that from from models that I consider to be decently well-known who are walking the big shows at yeah. Fashion Week who are still posting and saying, nobody knows how to do my hair. Nobody knows how to match my skin tone. Yeah. This is unacceptable. Well, there and wasn't I'm like, even foundation for it until Rihanna did the Fenty line. And Pretty much. Finally, there's like shades that are dark enough for everyone. And it's just like, what, yeah. what took so long? Like, do, yeah. do they just assume that people don't wear makeup? Like, right. Or like, who are we catering yeah. to? It just makes no sense. But, um, so... Do you think so? I know, um, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think in Asia, and I think, um, I don't know which country specifically, but don't they fly in a lot of models from the U.S. and whatnot to do the modeling? Specifically probably white women. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't tell people this a lot, but I'll mention it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you know this? No, no. No, it's totally fine. It's, um, I, I like... I like lightly modeled when I was a child. Yes, I was going to get to that, but I was going to wait for it. Um, we told you she does everything. I did a little bit. I, when I, I have was a question a about that, child. but you go and answer that. Are you sure? You can ask it now if you no, want. Okay, sure. Um, well, no, it's <laughs> I, it might be a long answer. Uh, answer first about Hong Kong flying people, okay, yeah, and then I got yeah. the I got the question. So I'll try to like keep it brief about. Um, I can speak to the Hong Kong market the most because that okay. was just the market that I saw and was exposed to. Um, there were plenty of local models and like, I, I think I was, I'm probably was only 14 years old when I started seeking out all the agencies mm-hmm. to see Heck like, yeah. who could I one day reach out to when Aww. I'm good enough? You know, who do I get to, sh- cause I was like modeling and kind of shooting at the same mm-hmm. time. I was like, who do I get to shoot with? Like, I hope I get to shoot with this model. Aww. And oh, so awesome. all the boards would be separated by, mm-hmm. by race just because oh. there were some very specific races that mm-hmm. they just happen to have come into town. Yeah. So you had like your local, like Chinese models. Um, some some websites would have boards for Eurasian models. Mm-hmm. So when I was modeling very briefly, <laughs> I would be in like the Eurasian board. Oh, cool. Right. And then they had a Caucasian board. Um, and those girls would be from all over. They'd be from a lot of them were from Russia, actually. Oh, yeah, wow. Russian Lots models of Russians. Are gorgeous, yeah. but yeah, I see them. Hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hot. Tamale. Yeah, hot um, tamale. What? Yeah. Hot. <laughs> hot commodity. Hot commodity. I mean, yeah, hot tamale. Hot commodity. And some what? of them would come over young. That's another thing people don't often talk about because I think the working, you know, the the labor laws and stuff there are a little different than in the uh. U.S. So I think I must have only been like 15 or 16 when I shot with my first agency model right. over there. She was Hungarian, mm-hmm. um, and she was my age. And she was there by herself, Ooh, and I gosh. was, and that was the first time I think I was exposed to something like that, where and I was you guys like, had long Whoa. days, right? Uh, for that, it was just like a little test shoot, so it was a half day. But there are, there are no sure. limits on the days. Like when I was modeling, I would be kept mm-hmm. on set, whether it was indoor or like out in some field with like mosquitoes oh, and stuff. Um, 
I couldn't tell you how long my longest day was, but I would say it could have been anywhere from like 12 to 16 hours. That's, like we would oh go there first gosh. thing in the morning and we wouldn't leave till the sun would go down. <sighs> and I would just sort of sneak off to these things as a kid. Yeah. I wouldn't tell my parents where I was going. Right. I would just go. Because they're so protective. Because they're so, they were protective. They really had no sense. idea what I was doing. But gosh. I would just go to these jobs and like I had no idea what I was getting into, but I would, I, so they would work you really hard. Like you would be on your feet a lot. You'd go through multiple hair and makeup changes. And it would be a lot of hair and a lot of makeup, and mm-hmm. it's and exhausting. Changing out of your clothes all yeah, the time, all day down, outside, or like in some random studio somewhere, and it's yeah. always in like a weird, like abandoned-looking factory <laughs> building thing. It's terrifying. All very dodgy, but I was always fine. Nothing, nothing yeah. happened. Nothing bad happened. So that leads me to the question um, that I wanted to ask you. So not many people have the perspective of being on the other side of the camera and behind the camera. So I guess like. I don't even know what I'm really trying to ask. I'm just saying that's not very common. So can you give us your take like on like being on both sides? Like what's the most interesting part that you've learned? Yeah. Like, and has it like benefited you being a photographer that had modeled or being a model that does photography? Like, do you see like an overlap at all? Mm-hmm. And what do you like better, I guess? Yeah. What do I like better? Well, we yeah. know that. Well, I, I, um, I think I really, I put like a hard stop to being photographed. Um, I remember that. Probably right around when I started um, doing like some light scouting and just like assistant booker and agent work for Bound. Um, Why is that? I didn't, I felt as though it felt a little weird to me to sort of like be, a, be like a, a model I put that in like air quotes Mm -hmm. and then also be a photographer because I almost felt like it would come off as if I was stepping on your guys's toes Uh like I wanted there to be like boundaries and sort of a separation Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to respect the fact that like you guys had your space in the agency and I had mine Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to feel as though I was infringing or like you know what I mean? Very professional. Nobody was like you have to stop doing this that was like fully my own decision and I just felt like it was appropriate yeah um and it really helped as well because you know it's it's hard to do it all and you can't really you you kind of have to divvy up your focus a little bit and that doesn't always work in your favor if you're bringing all your focus away from one thing and you're not putting enough of it into something else and so i really just wanted to focus on shooting good pictures making sure that the images that i was shooting of you guys were viable to send out to other agencies so you guys could get signed to other agencies and like you know be promoted to certain clients like i felt as though my role at that point was solely to make sure you guys were taken care of you guys were being depicted in the best possible way and you guys were booking gigs and getting work yeah and that was what i felt my job was was to make sure you guys had your jobs yeah no that's yeah. super professional honestly probably worked out for everybody's benefit and yours i mean yeah, yeah absolutely in terms of just solidifying like your your position and what you do and have it be able to be something that can put, be put on a resume or like experience or something. Uh, but yeah, what do you like better? What do you like? <laughs> what is what? I'm like really shy about getting my photo taken now, actually. Aww. And like people always like to poke me about it. Why? 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 And like I don't know. I just um, <laughs> I think especially with like the type of work that I shoot because mm-hmm. it's all very. I prefer to shoot more beauty focused. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot about all these little details now that I never thought about when I first started shooting. Like, I think about, like, I think very technically now, Mm -hmm. as opposed to before when I think I was a little more, like, artsy and composition-driven as, like, a kid. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I just, I'm very specific about how I feel I want to depict people. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of like comes back to me as well, where like I feel I want to be depicted in a very specific way. So I'm just so picky about it now. And I feel like if you, whenever I talk to other photographers, especially women photographers, we're all just sort of in that same boat. Mm -hmm. Some are very like, I never want my photo taken. Wow. Some people are just absolutely not, not going to happen, not interested. And so interesting. They're always beautiful too. And I'm like, why, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Let me take And now photo. I understand because it goes full circle because people ask me the same thing. So I think it's just a personal preference thing. I personally prefer um, the shooting, but I also prefer kind of being like an agent or like a liaison for you guys. Like I love listening to, I love talking to the models on set and hearing, you know, what are your mm-hmm. hopes and dreams and goals? And yeah, you're so sweet. What yeah. do you want to do? How do you want to get there? Who do you want to sign with? Where do you want to work? Like, I love talk. I could talk about that all day. Which well, brings us... Go. I what? just want to... <laughs> Emma and I always do this. We just like look at each other like, what's going to happen? I just want to plug in why, how we know Gail. Because mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about how. Uh, we met Gail through our agency, Found, because she was, you were at the time working actively as a scout as well, mm-hmm. I remember, and the in-house photographer. Mm-hmm. And a booker. And so. so you were doing it all while being a student, and I, were you working at the time? Um, no, maybe freelancing right? a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how we ended up meeting you like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way you were talking about like, you know, wanting to know like what um, models um, kind of like dreams and hopes and aspirations either in the industry or outside of it were. What are your hopes and dreams? Where are like, what's next yeah. for you? Do you want to? Where's Gail going? You, oh, yeah, where's Gail going? Gail? Is that out of the Midwest? Is it more global? Is it something completely outside? Like what, what, what's going on? What's next? Uh, you know, I've been itching to get back into like a larger market. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, people think that I know a lot about it, but I really don't just because I've, I've been here for such a long time. And um, in Hong Kong, I was still a kid at the time when mm-hmm. I was shooting. So I didn't really get to like be on set and like right. learn what that was like. Everyone stopped. Everyone stopped. Okay. okay. Something All right. stopped popping <laughs> on my computer. Sorry, the computer is here, guys. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, where was I? Um, you were growing up in Hong yeah, Kong. So, <laughs> so I mean, okay, what's next for Gail? I, um... There's been talk of going to a larger city that rhymes with Shmoo York. No, um, I don't know where that New is. New York, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, every time, I've done like just minor test shoots and stuff when I'm there, but I just, the energy is insane to me. It's I just different. love it so love much. New York. That's probably, I love it. Do you it. know if the community up there is like tight knit, kind of the way it is in like Ohio and across the Midwest, or is it more scattered and you kind of have to make like the name for yourself? From... I mean, it's hard to say for sure because I feel like I've just been sort of an observer in all of it, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't want to like I haven't jumped all the way in, but I feel like you find your people, yeah. you know. And I feel like it's the same thing here. Just obviously, you know, you're comparing the city of Columbus to like the city of New York. Mm-hmm. There's I don't even know its own world. Several million people there, and mm-hmm. we have like one one million here. I think. I think it's a little over one. Two maybe. I think it's like two. Like average, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just density-wise, you know, like you're comparing two like very yeah. different like populations. Um, but I've noticed that you know, with people who work full time in New York, like they, if it's models, they like sort of meet other models whether they're at the same agency or not, and you know, they they don't click up. But you know, I like if you if you can, like I feel like you should find your friends in New York. You should find your core group of people because it is such a hectic city. Mm-hmm. It's such a hectic industry. I think it is still small. 
mm-hmm. that you shouldn't just be running your mouth or like being irresponsible oh, or whatever. Um, but that's sort of what I'm like half intimidated by, but also hopeful for is that I'll go and sort of meet my people, you know, meet people mm-hmm. who I feel like have similar ideals that I do about like what we want for this industry and how we want it to grow yeah. and, you know, what we want our books to look like. And obviously I want mine to mm-hmm. reflect how I think the industry should look, which mm-hmm. is super diverse men, women, I mostly shoot women though, I guess. So, um, just people of multiple backgrounds, yeah. body shapes, ages, whatever um yeah. just push it that's and also what i'm excited about push it just push it <laughs> okay anyone corbin okay. blue corbin corbin blue corbin corbin yeah corbin um, okay corbin blue. um but anyway <laughs> well we are just all over the place um yeah i think like new york's just one of those places every place is connections like if you can mm-hmm. get connections that's all it is like no matter where you are even columbus ohio you have to make have connections to get anywhere mm-hmm. and but i think you have like the perfect personality for that like you come off very professional but you're still like so sweet and like friendly like i think you're the most friendly person in the, the most personable individual for real? oh definitely for real? <laughs> but you're also like professional so like nobody will disrespect you i mean i'm sure people will but like you just had a fine line of what is okay and what's not and i think that's hard to do in the industry mm-hmm. because it's a creative um, and area and like, it's competitive it's and I think competitive. being able to balance like the whole like you have like a business aspect to you while also being creative while being friendly like I think you encompass it completely so I don't think it would be yeah. hard for you to well, thanks, guys. find your group exactly <laughs> I'm not trying to gas you here. up but yeah, you a are a whole up. woman <laughs> speaking of gassing you up uh, everybody wait follow is it the coffee <laughs> well oh yeah i mean that too it there's is the coffee some of that's why we're all like dairy wired in this tonight. room and there's a lot of lattes on the table right now so, some of us um, took a lactate right yeah super smart i should i should keep some in pocket but besides that so gassing you up um everybody we'll we'll put her like instagram link down there so you can like check out some of her Please work look which at her is work. awesome but Gail, do you have any of like projects that you can pinpoint that are your favorite? Whether it was like working with somebody or like your own personal stuff, or even like at your like retail job, like a, a and you don't project? have to name names, but if you like a creative idea that you really or liked, even a personable yeah. or like somebody notable notable that you've worked with that you're like oh like I worked with this person or something like what's your favorite thing? So I think I have like I don't know what it is. I think I just have like kind of a short attention span for stuff <laughs> and I think a lot of creatives are like that they're very like all right I did this project now I have to go on to the yeah, next one yeah. I don't even care about that old project anymore mm-hmm. I like spent hours and hours and hours thinking about mm-hmm. it and doing it and mm-hmm. like I ran myself ragged and I don't care anymore because I want to do this new project yeah. so I feel like I have two on the brain right now and they're like my most recent ones that I have not released yet <laughs> Ooh. that I'm very Ooh. excited about um, one of them was just kind of like a really stacked team and it, it was all local people all women um, a a co-worker of mine actually approached me about it because she's been wanting to get more into like art direction mm-hmm. um, especially with models because right now she doesn't do a lot of like model art direction she mm-hmm. does a lot of like graphic design art direction like that type of stuff mm-hmm. so this was sort of her trying to like work her way into I think fashion and beauty which I was really excited about so we did a whole fashion beauty story there's yeah, like I, I used like a star filter so there's like flares and stars and like Ooh. bright lights everywhere hoping to drop it before the year ends um i'm just i'm so excited about it it was just like one of those shoots where everything came together and made sense and nice. everybody understood what their role was and what they had to do to make it all work there were props and set design happening like 
everything was great. The weather was even nice and not even Ooh. shoot outside. <laughs> it was just really, really good. And then the other one that I did, um, I sort of pushed myself a little bit with like um, lighting is something that I care a lot about. Uh, studio mm -hmm. environments, I find, I used to be very, very scared of. Like I didn't want to, I didn't know how to, I didn't even know where to start because there's just so much that I felt I didn't mm -hmm. know and didn't yeah. know how to know it even when I was in school. Um, but with some of this recent stuff, I just, um, I tried a bunch of new things. I used sunlight. I mixed my sunlight with my strobes. Like I did all this weird stuff that me even a year ago would have never even thought to do or right. even touched. Cause I would just, I would have just been like, no, nah, I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. Um, yeah. I remember we were, um, we did a shoot together for, um, it was for like a like a personalized clothing. Oh, what was it? It was, Here, me, was it jewelry? Brio, um, Wait, oh, shoot! It Gail. was it was um, for oh. some fashion students. Yeah, we're killing it in New York yes, now. By they, the way, yeah, they're, but, they're yeah. doing great. Um, but I remember you're like, this is like the first time I'm doing outside in a really long time, and I'm like oh. kind of nervous and scared. And it was awesome. We submitted it to like Vulcan Mag. Right? Yeah, Vulcan it got Magazine, published. It got Vulcan. published, Ooh. and like <laughs> it was. It, yeah, it was sick. So like. Just, like hearing that like is cool like knowing that you like keep overcoming that to like just create more those moments are really special and I try to like sort of go back to them a lot when I when I'm feeling especially like uninspired or yeah. just sort of like I don't know discouraged about stuff and you know when you're an artist you like get into your own head a lot and you undo a lot of those knots that you initially had tied up nice and pretty and um you know every single time I sort of feel like I I crossed a hurdle or I like leveled up in something mm -hmm. I just I don't know that like mm -hmm. you can't like describe that feeling it's not adrenaline but it's like a high and yeah. you can ride it for like days which is what's really oh, really sure. great so every time I feel like I walk away from the shoot and I'm like riding that high I just like I hold on to it for as long as possible and then I try to like <laughs> remember like it <laughs> hold on to that oh, baby Ew. don't do drugs no right that's not what we're saying you can take lactate but, but that's uh, it <laughs> we are hooked <laughs> but uh the most recent shoot as well I think what I liked the most about it and it was my last test shoot of this year mm -hmm. it was um it was with an unsigned model awesome. who lives up in Cleveland uh, I don't know if she'll listen to this, but I hope she knows I'm about to gas her up. <laughs> she's she's curved. Um, she had such an interesting look. Um, another curve model I shot with like a year or two ago actually mm -hmm. connected us. Um, she works over at another retail company out of town, and she was like, hey, I scouted this model for this, but I think she could go somewhere. Like, would you shoot with her? And I was Ooh. like, dude, absolutely. Like, she's got a great look. Why not? And the moment she walked in, this like tall, beautiful goddess of a woman, she's like 5'11". So oh I was like, God. damn, you can do runway. Like <laughs> You're like writing what? down everything. I was like, I oh, every time a new model walks in, I'm like taking little notes in my head of all the things that I think they're capable of oh, accomplishing. That's awesome. <laughs> Which might be weird, but no, that's no, awesome. that's awesome. It's like that's my way people, of caring. And that's why <laughs> that's people a scout love you. this industry. I would, like in our last podcast, I was telling Britta, and like the audience, like one of the reasons I love it so much are like, is like the whole industry is based on like people looking at other people and saying you can do this. Yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing. I love that so much. Like mm -hmm. for all the like cutthroat stories and stuff that you hear, I just feel like, again, once you find your people, you just know that everyone's backing you. You yeah. know, you have a whole team of people who just like want you to like go and succeed yeah. and like do all this stuff. And so for her, I didn't really waste any time. And I just sort of, you know, we, we shot through a couple looks together and I was like, have are you signed and she was like yeah i looked at some local places i wasn't really interested some of them were going to charge her money which oh, i'm just going to say this now as a cautionary tale if you're a new model 
and a local agency tries to ask you for money, get out. No, get out, walk <laughs> out, say say no thank you, like whatever it is you've got to do, danger, do not do it. Like anytime an agency mm-hmm. is telling you that you need to pay them, it's not real. It's all wrong. That's yeah. not how you do it. Right. It's not how it works. So um, with her, I was like, I just sort of gave her a bunch of suggestions. I was like, these are some curve-specific curve agencies in New York that I think you need to go and check out. I think they would really be interested in you. This is just my opinion. I don't speak for them, but apply and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So she applied to JAG in New mm-hmm. York, um, which is, I think, a great agency, and they rep some really incredible faces, and they called her back the next day. Oh, that's awesome. They see, immediately you have called her. the eye for it, Gail. I get so that's what you should be doing. hype about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we don't know what the, like, final say is on that because it was still but super still, recent. Like, congratulations but... to her for getting, you know, yeah, man. at all. Like, congratulations it... to her for meeting Gail. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good validation right yeah. there. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's also, like, you know, I also want to test it out, like, sort of on my own without the guidance of, like, a manager or another agency like to back me I just sort of want to know like how far can I sort of push someone on my own like mm-hmm. if I give you advice to go somewhere or to apply somewhere wow. and it keeps panning out like does that mean I you know what does that mean I my feel heart. as though that's just yeah. something I want I to look into and pursue a little man, bit man I really hope you do because that's so creative and you just jump in from one thing oh, to the other and the yeah. businesswoman in her yeah. and everything every <laughs> the whole woman in whole her woman. um <laughs> Which, I, okay, so going back to photography. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this is the most cliche question you ever get, but who is your inspiration as a photographer? And then also, like, do you have a favorite photographer's work that you really keep your eye out for? Mm. So <laughs> I won't hop too much on a soapbox about it. I, I try to favor the women, especially the women who mm-hmm. shoot in studio, because I think that specific facet is very male-dominated, and it's, mm-hmm. it's still... Yeah, you know, if you look at the Vogues and stuff, especially American Vogue, it's all very male dominated, Mm -hmm. which I'm not saying they're not great, but I like to think about all this new and up and coming female talent that's really going to change our perspective on like how we consume media and like how we consume fashion images and beauty images, because I think a woman's perspective is so valuable and so different Mm -hmm. from a man's. Definitely. Um, So I have to shout her out first because she is really (laughs) the reason I got into beauty and got into... I think really got into studio, but Jen Collins is a huge favorite of mine. Oh yeah. That's her Instagram handle too. She's just, you know, so humble, so giving with information. You know, she's given me so much incredible advice on how to navigate this new world that I've sort of fallen into. And, you know, she is such a huge supporter of me and I try my best to support her. And I started following her when she had like 4,000 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And now she's like, I think at like 40,000 almost nice. and she's shooting for like nice. I hope I'm allowed to say it like Fenty and oh, CoverGirl and like all these cool brands and I'm like is. man like that's so fucking sick sorry I'm allowed to say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we allow one slip we are okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. oh, but she I mean she's my number one she's awesome. she's a friend wow. she's a supporter she's kind of a powerhouse and she I think is really changing the that landscape awesome. of, of the commercial beauty industry um, yeah. So, like, don't sleep on Jen Collins. <laughs> don't right. look her up. And then um, another favorite of mine who's also, I think, like, working her way up the ranks a lot is Zoe Grossman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's based out of California. Okay. Uh, but she's shot with, you know, 
Bella Hadid, Daphne Groneveld. Um, I think she did something Daphne, with oh, Nicole Kidman, face. maybe. She shot um, some promotional stuff for Big Little Lies for oh HBO. Oh my gosh, no way. She's, wow. she's major, and she does like beautiful, beautiful work. All Mostly in studio, but like she does everything, basically. Wow. She's another huge favorite of mine. Like I just look at this woman's work, and I'm like, can I frame it all and put it into my house? Like That's amazing. Mm-hmm. These two are like such pillars for me as far as like who, if I wanted to pursue photography forever, like that's the goal. That's, that's the, the goal. dream. Like, I think they're just incredible and they're really like changing the game. Wow. I love that. Yeah. That is super important. And I, I love talking about how like, this is one of the only industries that's like, you know, people think it's very like female or like woman dominated and like, you know, like, yes, there maybe are more like female models, but there's still this whole perspective, like the woman's perspective that is just kind of like not there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is super important that we have people working the industry as like other facets, not just models and talent, mm-hmm. but as like the photographers, the set production, um, just to let people know like all our minds work different. Look at all the other fashion and beauty and like concepts we can give. Um, like I said, it's like the the forefront of pop culture. Mm-hmm. So that the is super important. Industry so hard to understand. Yeah, and there's like, so many things you don't oh see. Oh my gosh! No matter where you are, it's like different and all like everything's just so weird like you're like yeah women run it but no they don't but yeah they do and it's just like all over the place i think we're seen in it a lot yeah because you know when you think about the most famous mm-hmm. models you're probably thinking about women right mm-hmm. now like Absolutely. the bellas and the kendall's and the whoever's but at the end of the day i think it'll be really interesting if and when we really get to start controlling more yeah and not just from like the modeling side or the photo side but from like the agent side and yeah definitely production side and i just i'm sort of like sitting around and like these are the things that keep me up at night and the things that i think mm-hmm. about all the time i'm like how am i going to watch the landscape of this industry change over the years and you know what? i want to see more male models like i yeah, dude, it's kind more of sad emphasis on the men like, what's up with that yeah there's not many <laughs> and like mm-hmm. it, obviously women are preferred and when it comes to modeling but like when you really think about it like you don't really see guys much. Like, mm-hmm. I know our board has, like, what, like, five, if that? And yeah. it's because there's not many, like, out there or guys that feel comfortable, I guess, modeling. They think it's, like, a girl's job. Um, but, yeah, I would just like to see more guys get involved, yeah. like, model-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay away from the, the production. Like, no, I'm kidding. Moving into beauty and stuff as well. Like, yeah. you see, like, male makeup artists or, like, male beauty influencers. I'm yeah, like, well, that's I cool. See, I see the mm-hmm. lines between, like, a masculinity and femininity, like, being blurred mm-hmm. a lot. And that's awesome because now there's more, like, um, options for, like, people that are, like, intersex or, like, trans or something to come in exactly. and be like, hey, like, these standards don't have to exist anymore and, like, change that. Exactly. So, like, it, it's awesome that it's becoming more inclusive. And now, like, yeah, male models should, like, come in. Yeah, I'm rooting for like, both sides. Yeah. Right? Yeah, rooting for everybody. It'll be a like, team. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody needs that. to dominate. A shout out our men. I think... And I don't know, do, Dre, do you have any more questions? I don't. If you want to... I have yeah, one final do. question. <laughs> Something <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> one final question. Something that I always liked knowing because I like to dabble with my, like, little DSR. DSLR? Oh, DSLR? DSLR? Yeah, there it is. You got Camera. it. Camera. Gail knows. Um, <laughs> Gail knows. Um, what is your favorite camera slash lens to use? Okay. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, for so I shoot Nikon, and I'm like one of like five people who shoots Nikon in the really in the universe. I is feel it like Canon? <laughs> I everyone's do too. everyone's okay. about the Canon life, which is totally fine. But I love my Nikon, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I've been using since I was a kid. Nice. So I've just stuck with it, and um, 
so I, I it's weird because like my favorite lens is a 105 it's a macro so you can get like crazy detail Ooh. you can like zoom in on someone's eyelashes Ooh, wow um that type of stuff is like I don't even know how else to say it. it's a little crass, but like image porn. I just like love yeah. looking at it. It's just, I'm like, yeah, this is delicious. <laughs> uh, but for camera, I actually used a Hasselblad, um, which is like, it's like, you know, it's like a, a historic camera. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been around for decades. It like started like the it. like medium format, you know, it's just, it's just a great, well-built camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their mirrorless one was like all digital. Um, the rental place that I normally go to for like camera stuff was like, you should just try this out. It was just this little thing. Um, I had no idea how to use it, but they were like, just try it for a shoot, see how you like it. And I was like, all right, sure. I've never done this before, but why not? And it just, it shot such crisp, beautiful images with like this insane color to them that like, it was like better than my eyesight and I have 20-20. It was crazy <laughs> wow. to look at. I was like, whoa. I couldn't retouch something like that because there was so much detail in the image wow. that I think I would have gone crazy. Um, but uh, if anyone wanted to try that out for all the camera nerds that may or may not be listening to this, it is a Hasselblad X1D. Um, I sound a bit nerdy when I say it. No, I love, love it. it. Yeah. Oh, I but love, love if it. You, if you're looking to dabble in something, give it a try. The oh files are enormous, but you'll get some really interesting images out of it. I'm fist bumping right now, if anybody can't see it. I'm a little excited. Well, other than that, so we have a lot that we're going to see from you, hopefully, on your social media with the two shoots that you're talking about. Two shoots. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention that you're doing? Or oh, that Toby's man. doing? That like, Toby's Toby doing? Toby in there as well. Man, I don't really know. I feel like we're <laughs> both kind of all over the place. That's great. I mean, um, you know, we're... We're both hoping to like start our new year just hitting the ground running. We're yeah. we're both super insatiable when it comes to like work. Mm-hmm. We love it, <laughs> maybe to the point of obsessing over it a little bit. But we love to keep busy. So I mean, like, if y'all are looking for some cool furniture, hit up my boy. Toby. And if y'all are looking for some cool images of yourself, hit me up. We're both <laughs> down to help you out in any She's way great. we can. We um, both are, yeah. And also, I also like to just extend this offer to anybody, especially when you're new to the industry. Mm-hmm. But if you just need somebody to get real with you and sort of just talk you through some stuff that you want to know if you have like random questions like no question is a stupid question I feel like I always want people to know I'm here to help and you know offer any advice that I can and just sort of guide you in the right direction and so you're not misled or taken advantage of because it's hard out there yeah because it's hard out there guys and you're honest so that's rare as well especially in the industry I feel like a lot of it's a lot of um, muffled mm, yeah, like talking in circles and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and double talking and yeah I'm not about that I will be 100% straight with you you're great <laughs> yeah you have been with us um, and so I guess that's a wrap uh, hopefully we do a part two because I feel like I had so many more questions same we briefed our limit like, no, we have a time frame like we can't <laughs> yeah, go over but maybe it'll be cool like with the part two we'll see next year we'll beginning see, like, of the year what you're doing and like how things have changed or like just what's up Me with back you up. for sure a touch base in a few months yeah, yeah absolutely see what happens yeah. Maybe get rich in that time. Who knows? Yeah, that's that, that's the goal. <laughs> we that's what will, we're all trying to do. What will we do if we get rich? I don't oh, even want to Buy yacht. a plane. Okay. Buy a Gail? plane? <laughs> no, yeah. We'll travel. Yeah, just travel Let's a travel. lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There we go. But, um, so yeah, other than that, if you have nothing else. No, nah, I'm cool. Emma? I got nothing else. Go ahead. Do the thing. All right, everybody. Well, uh, this has been Amelia. This has been Gail. Yes. <laughs> Andrada. Yeah, and this has been Just Model Business. Thank you, everybody. Bye.